When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, Los Angeles? This is your host, Casey Diaz, on the Shot Collar Podcast. We're going to change it up this morning. And we're going to go straight into some serious business that's happening in California as a whole. What do you say uh, we get right into it? So, um, some of you, uh, I'm sure that you're, you're not living under a rock. You, um, you got to see the news where Gavin Newsom, governor of California, decided to come out yesterday and, uh, shut down everything all over again. And I ran into this meme uh, that I thought was funny and also very true. And it's just Kermit the Frog with a mask on and he's in a pot of boiling water. And it just says, it's just a mask. It's just a mask. It's just six feet. It's just... Two weeks. It's just non-essential businesses. It's just non-essential workers. It's just a restaurant. It's just to keep from overwhelming the hospitals. It's just until the cases go down. It's just to flatten the curve. It's just a few inmates. It's just to keep others from being scared. It's just for a few more weeks. It's just church. You could still pray. Just a vaccine. It's just a bracelet, just a nap. It's just for tracing. It's just to let people know you're safe to be around. It's just to let others know who you've been in contact with. It's just a few more months. It's just a microchip. It's just a blood test. It's just a test. It's just a scan. It's just for medical information and so on and so on. But that's what it is. And um, for all you... uh, Californians out there, I want to know, what do you think? What do you think about all this? Here's where I draw the line. When you start messing with a church, that's a problem. When you start messing with someone's livelihood, that's a problem. And I have two things that I'm concerned with. And I'll let you know. One of them is that, on one hand, we have, and look, uh, I'm a pastor, and um, you know I'm 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 vocal when it needs to be vocal, 
And I'm all, I'm all about respecting, you know, um, uh, laws and and all this stuff. I'm all for that. What I'm not for is when they start infringing in freedoms, in our freedoms, when they start to manipulate, when they start to play a God role in the positions that they're in, these politicians. And I know my podcast is more on the, you know, bringing testimonies uh, to you. My podcast is about bringing stories of law enforcement officers, which we need, especially now. Uh, we need to support them. Uh, my podcast is about also news. And I don't speak a lot about the news, but it is also news. And because it's important. And um, there's a lot of brainwashing out there. There's a lot of people that it, it's almost like they're walking on an old pirate ship and they're made to walk the plank to the end uh, wearing a mask <laughs> and, um, you know, just go ahead and jump. Uh, it'll be okay. And that's exactly what's happening right now around uh, the U.S., particularly in, you know, in, in states that are governed by left-wing uh, individuals. And that's where I, uh, that's where I, I'm, there's no way I'm going to just shut up and not say nothing. I, I think that if we allow this kind of activity to continue, you know, what else are they going to take? What else are they going to remove? What other freedom are they going to get from us? This is important, people. And so my second problem is with, particularly with pastors, and um, how they're staying silent throughout this moment. Listen, I think we should be prayerful. Absolutely. But there's a time where you go, uh, enough is enough. We're not going that route. We refuse to close down our churches. We refuse to stop preaching the gospel. Because essentially, that's where it's going to go to. Essentially, that's exactly where this leads to at some point. Where the church just kind of crosses their hands and says nothing. And I'm against that. I'm absolutely 100% against that. If you're a pastor... This is your moment to stand up and say something about this. You're a shepherd. You're a leader. You work for someone greater than your governor. You work for someone, someone greater than some politician. You're going to have to give account to Jesus Christ himself. And what are you going to say? What are you going to say? You're going to say that, well, you know, I was just obeying, you know, um, you know, these governors, these politicians' orders, and, and we're just going to say nothing? You're not going to warn the people? You're not going to be a shepherd when a wolf comes trying to, you know, <laughs> attack the church when, they, when they're trying to stop you from gathering? You're just going to stand there and say nothing and pander? And, and be okay with that? that? That's a big problem. 
You know, I got born again in, in, in prison where not just me, but everyone that became born again in prison or in, in a jail, we risked our lives. We were willing, we were willing to risk our skin, to risk our life, even to the point of death, for this gospel. Because this gospel meant everything to us. And we have we had absolutely no qualms with being tortured, jumped, assaulted, or murdered for the case of Christ. And today we have these pastors, man, that I'm 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 just like I'm disappointed. And I'm not surprised, I'm just disappointed. And I'll tell you why I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised because I saw this coming long time ago. When you start to pander, when you start to like, you know, cater to the emotions of people rather than to speaking the word of God, and, and, and you're having these talks, rather than having your Bible in that pulpit and giving people the truth, veracity, the truth of the gospel, and you are more concerned with people walking out of your church services because it's going to cause someone's feelings to get hurt. When did God call you to be concerned about someone's feelings? When did that happen? And because I can't find that anywhere anywhere in the Word of God. And so I'm disappointed, but I'm not surprised. And I started to get emails since yesterday. Started getting emails, started getting messages messages on my social media feed, uh, DMs and you name it. I and and all and every single one of them had to do with this. What do we say to this? What do you say to this? What do you think about this? These were actual questions that were being addressed to me. Where does the church stand here? One individual said, "My church has been silent." And brother, I don't think it's just your church. I think there's a lot of churches that just went quiet, walked the plank all the way to the end, and they're going on the word of a governor, a mayor, who's godless, who could care less about our faith, and who are telling us, go ahead and jump off the plank. You'll be fine. Make sure you wear a mask. And then you have thousands of small businesses that are about to get affected. And if those small businesses that barely made it through the first shutdown, guess what's going to happen this shutdown? You're messing with people's livelihood. These politicians could care less about American lives. You know, and, and the pretense behind it is, you know, well, you know, this pandemic, I'm not buying it anymore. I really, I'm not buying it. I think it's a bunch of malarkey, to be honest with you. You have thousands and thousands of small businesses that barely made it through the first shutdown. And now for sure, if they comply, that's the end of that small business. That's the end of uh, someone being able to, you know, Put food on their table, a roof over their head. 
And yet this governor, Newsom, is releasing hundreds, if not thousands, of inmates. <laughs> they just defunded the police department, LAPD. I mean, it, it, does this make sense? How does this make sense? How does this make any sense whatsoever? It doesn't. And that's that's the honest truth. And, and <laughs> am I upset? I am upset. I'm upset at, at the fact that so many pastors are, 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 are keeping their door shut. I'm upset that they failed to lead. Uh, uh, I, I think that a lot of them had absolutely no business in pulpits. If you're not going to lead, if you're not going to lead, then what are you doing in a pulpit? If you're scared, what are you doing in a pulpit? Because if you were called, you were called to lead. And there's some scriptures that, that, that come to mind, like Acts 4, 19 through 21, and Daniel 6, 10 through 28. Look it up. But these are the scriptures that keep coming to my heart this morning. As I saw email and, and question after question on my DMs in social media of concerned believers who see something very wrong happening here. And their pastors are quiet. Or, or, or and if they're not quiet, they're just so like, it's like, they're looking at you. If you, pastors, if you're out there and, and, and you think that your congregation and strong believers aren't looking at you, fail, failing to lead, you're going to lose more people that way than any other way imaginable. You know, it, it, it's a sad situation when your congregations are looking at you and you're failing to lead. The smell of fear is all over you. And here's my recommendation, and I don't take this lightly. If you're afraid to lead your church, please do, please do that church, those congregants, a favor. And please step down. Please step down and let someone else lead. Please. Because this is not what Christianity is about. Christianity is about, it, it is about love. It's about forgiveness. It's about, you know, respecting authority. I get that. But when an injustice, a real injustice is, is happening, you got to stand. Man of God, you got to really stand and be, be a Moses here. Be a Daniel here. Be a Paul here. This is your moment. And this is what happens when, when we step away from the word of God. This is exactly what takes place when we fail to put God's word in front. 
And we're more concerned about hurting somebody's feelings than to sharing the Bible truth with them. I don't know about you, man, but but uh, I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm done about all this, man. And I know it's not just me, because I'm getting flooded with emails, and I'm getting flooded with messages about people truly concerned with why is their church silent? Why is their church quiet? Here's what I suggest, and I'm going to throw this out there. If every church were to open this Sunday, if every church were to open this Sunday and say, no, you know what? We're going to worship God. Whether it, whether you think it's good for me to you know, abide by what you just um, chose to do to Americans out here, it, it, whether you think that's right for me not to, you know, and, and tell me and try to tell me that it's okay, I can still pray at home. Nah, brother. Not not this one. Not me. I refuse. I refuse that kind of uh, shutdown. And trying to make me feel better by telling me I can pray at home. You eat that sandwich. I don't like that sandwich. You eat that. Not not this guy right here, man. And I'm not some. I'm not trying to be some superhero or some you know uh, wear a cape here. It's not about that. But it's time if you're called to be a pastor, be a man and stand, and stop being scared about all this thing like 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 you don't have a God or something. Like God, like you know, <laughs> Sunday after Sunday, we've heard pastors up there proclaiming how good, how faithful, how strong the God they serve. Well, let's show them now. Let's show them how how strong our God is. How about we show by by our actions? How about we show by by opening up our doors and saying, no. If you think it's right to shut it down, well, that's between you and, and whoever is else is following you. But as far as for as for my household, we're going to serve the Lord. And we're going to open these doors. And if every church does that, and if every small business refuses to, to shut down, what are they going to do? And, and here's the, the double standard in this. You had an LGBT uh, um, uh, protest out there with thousands of people out there without masks, without masks, without... Um, no one's getting cited. No one's getting, you know, ticketed or anything like that. And it's perfectly fine. There's no social distancing in this rally. Where was where was Gavin Newsom at, at this point? Where was he at? How come how come he didn't get up and 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 come out? How come uh Mayor Garcetti didn't come out? How about how, how come all these other mayors and governors across the United States, how come they didn't come out and say, hey, can't do that. We're, we're trying to, you know, flatten the curve. When the riots happen, how come they didn't go out and say, "Hey, no, we need to. We're, we're, this is going. This is out of control, and it's going to cause a major setback to this pandemic." 
How come nothing was said about that? Do they think that we're dumb? Do, do, do they think that the American people are stupid and just buying this? I don't think so, man. I think it's time for us to take back and unseat career politicians that should have never been in those seats to begin with and to unseat little childish attitudes. You know, these. <laughs> don't get me started with, you know, Little by little, the, the, your freedom is being taken away right in front of your noses. Right in front of our noses. This is not about a pandemic. This is not about, you know, a safety uh, concern. This has everything. Man, I smell it. The odor is all over the place. This is a planned pandemic. And I, I suggest that every small business out there says no and doesn't shut down. And, and every church opens and says, no, we're going to have Bible study. We're going to have worship. We're going to worship God. If the household of faith stands up, you don't think God's going to, you don't think God's going to step in? For every one of you that quoted, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against her. Um, where are you at? Can, can, can you come out now? Can can you come out and, and, and stand upon that scripture? Or are you just going to be spineless about it? Are my words harsh? Yeah, they are. You were called to pastor. You were called to stand up. Not to just get suckered in. Into, and you know, this happened in the days of Daniel. This has happened in Bible times. And it continues to happen. If we're going to say that the Lord is the Lord, that he's our strong tower, that he's our refuge, our defense, That there's no other above him? You don't think that if the church stands and says, no, we're not, we refuse. And we're going to call on our God, and our God's going to answer us. You know, first of all, and here's to the, the other church abroad. The one that, that's about faith, the Pentecostal one, the one that I belong to. Hello? Did, did, did we forget that God heals? Did we forget that if we call upon the name of the Lord, we'll be saved? That if a nation calls on his name, he'll heal our land? Did, did, did we forget that? Oh, that doesn't apply to this right now? That doesn't, that doesn't, that, oh, I see. It doesn't apply to this. Somehow it just that right now doesn't apply. See what I'm saying? I hope you're getting this, man. I hope you're really, really understanding my heart right now. And again, I want to remind every listener over here, it's not about me being a superhero or a super Christian, super saved, whatever you want to call me. It's not about that. 
if you're a pastor, if you're a leader, get up, tie your boots. You were called as soldiers of Christ. That's what you were called. You were called a soldier of Christ were times like these, like these very moments right here, where they're playing games, where politicians are playing games. I was talking to an accountant yesterday, and he brought, she brought a, a really good subject, uh, uh, actually something that I thought this was very interesting. She said, I've been, I, you know, I watch the news and I see the numbers and by the time that you see all these numbers that they keep putting up on the screens, I don't even watch the news all that much. But I turn it, I turn it on from time to time. And I know exactly what she was talking about. They give us these numbers. Every night they give us these numbers, right? And how I know this? Because a few months ago they were giving those numbers just, uh, you know, every news channel was giving us numbers. And she said this. Very interesting. She said, I looked at the numbers, and by the time that you get to the bottom of all those numbers that they keep putting, they make absolutely no sense. They contradict the very numbers that they're putting on the screen. But here's a whole bunch of people going, okay, I guess they're right. Those are the numbers. Okay, walking the plank again. Getting to the edge of the plank. Go ahead and jump. Wear your mask. Don't forget to bear the mask. Don't worry. It's only a 50-foot drop. Nothing's going to happen. Meanwhile, you're tied. Your hands are tied because you gave them your hands to tie. But you're wearing a mask. So you're going to be okay. Don't, don't worry. It's okay. Hey, No, you got the mask. That's what. Oh, you even have a logo on the mask. Yeah, yeah definitely you're okay now. You put a logo on there. It's ridiculous. We need to see it for what it is. It's a joke. What they're doing is a joke. So they defund the police millions of dollars to a city that have that has a population of 10.4 million people. I'm talking about L.A. County here. And a police force of only nine to 10,000 police officers. And I get it. There's Sheriff's Department as well. They help in this county because it's so massive. But you just took away millions of dollars. And then what? <laughs> and, then the <laughs> and then they want to shut down they want to shut down schools and force kids. So no school, no school. So no work and no school. And so these kids are what? So all of our parents are forced to teach kids a program but meanwhile, we're gonna we should we should be okay about that too. Yeah, we should be okay about that. I mean, you know, you know, I have kids. They're irritated. They're irritated. I'm sure some of your kids 
many of your kids are irritated. As human beings, we're made to social to socialize. We're made to fellowship. We're made to talk to people. We were made to 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 enjoy freedom. Listen, folks, you haven't even committed a crime and they're locking you up. That's how I see it. You haven't even committed a crime and they're sentencing you to. They're not even telling you how, how long, by the way. It's like being in jail and them telling you, oh, you're going to get out in three weeks. Don't worry. And then the three weeks pass by and then they go, oh, you know what? We had it wrong. Um, we're going to extend it just a bit more. It's exactly what they're doing. You haven't even committed a crime in there and they've sentenced you, but really they haven't told you how long. You don't see anything wrong with that? That they're that that you're in your house having to teach your kid. And by the way, the, the kids, I have an eleven year old. He hates online school. Can't stand it. Because some of these kids aren't made for online anything. They're, they, they love, actually, you know, as much as my kid and my kid doesn't like school. I'll tell you that. Just like it's, he's a regular kid who doesn't like school. But right now, he wants to be in a classroom with other kids enjoying his buddies, enjoying his teacher, enjoying learning. What Gavin Newsom is doing out here in California is absolutely wrong. Absolutely wrong. And when and here's the thing. I don't know you might there's footage of him when he announced this yesterday. Go take a look at it. Sit down and go take a look at it. And tell me he's not there's a grin, a very evil grin, a smirk. An evil laugh behind his announcement. If you don't see that, I don't know what you're watching. But it's almost like he's laughing at the face of Americans. It's like he's laughing at Californians. And then there's the other side that just whatever the government says, they're okay with. Bunch of sucker fishes. That's what we used to call them in the 80s. When somebody just believed anything, suckerfish. You were a suckerfish. That's what you were. When you believed anything, you were a suckerfish. And that's what he's doing. And what and, and the other side of these guys is like, whatever he says is gold? Whatever he says is right? Get out of here with that. Come on, man. I smell a fink when I see him. I smell a rat when I see him, man. I had a buddy that we, we used to say this. We've been around the best liars, thieves, and connivers in the state of California. That's in regards to, you know, inmates inside. And when we, whenever we saw somebody that was kind of fishy, kind of, you know, not right, we smelt it. And that's what this guy is. 
And everyone that believes the government, when the government is doing some shady stuff, that's where it's at. I'm all for, you know, giving to Caesar what Caesar, you know, what he's due. I'm all for that. It's biblical. Okay, I understand that. Don't agree with, <laughs> you know, having to do all that. But okay, Jesus told us. That's cool. But that's not the issue here. That's not the situation. The situation is that people are frustrated. People's livelihoods are at stake. And we need to do something. Church pastors, what are you going to do? Are you going to lead or are you going to fail to lead? I'm telling you right now. Spiritually, you're endangering your people by staying quiet and saying absolutely nothing about this. And going, walking the plank, tied foot in hand, but you're wearing a mask. So you'll be all right. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. We need to stand. This is why, listen, and I don't want to blame the whole church. I don't want you to think that neither, because there are churches that are standing up to this. There are church pastors that they're done. They're done with playing the games. There are church pastors that are preaching the Bible from their pulpits. There are churches, there's Baptist churches, Pentecostal churches. There's churches that are not going to take this. And I applaud you. Pastor, if you're one of those that you're going to lead your flock into biblical truth, if you've been preaching the Bible, if you've been equipping the saints, this is why equipping needs to be in the church. I don't know how we miss that in certain uh, certain churches around the United States. I don't, I don't know how you miss that. You were called to equip the saints for what? For moments like these, for moments where it gets tough, you know, we have discernment, we have the word of God, we have the tools that it takes, we have prayer. This is not a time to 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 do the, the nice prayer, the you know the, the, the fluffy prayer. When the Bible says that the kingdom suffereth violence and the violence take it back by force. This is what it's talking about. So you just sit there and quote that until you're blue in the face. But when it's time to rock and roll, if that meant anything to you, if it didn't, it's going to show right now. It's going to show right now. But if it means something to you, then you're going to lead. And I applaud every pastor. I don't care from whatever denomination you are. If you're in the in the Christian church, the body of Christ, and you're a pastor that's leading by demonstrating your, your leadership capabilities, your God-given rights, and you're watching after the flock, you're looking for the wolves dressed in sheep's clothes, and you will snatch any wolf 
that's trying to get your uh, trying to get one of your sheep, I applaud you. I, I I stand with you. I applaud you because that's what you're called to do. Like I said, my podcast is not usually, you know, this is not the platform, uh, you know. But the reason why I wrote testimonies, stories, and news was just in case. And this is one of those just in case moments. If you belong to a church that's staying quiet and is just being, you know, <laughs> negligent, if your church, if you're in a church that is non-responsive to what's happening, here's my suggestion. Pray about it and find a Bible teaching church. Find a Bible teaching church. They're out there. God always has a remnant. God always has a small pocket of men that still have not bowed their knee. We're out there. My church is going to be one of those. I was called as a pastor to equip the saints. Not to butter them up. Not to serve them caramel ice cream. Not to give them candy-coated candy coated messages. My church was not called to, to, to just, you know, love, 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 love. Love to the point that you're leading people to hell. Because you refuse to preach what you need to preach. And by the way, while I'm on the subject, if you're a man of God, you're, you're supposed to preach everything from Genesis to Revelation. And you don't get to choose what subject you could stay away from. Ever. You're called to preach the entire truth. To warn, to correct, to reproof, to build, to encourage. All of it. It's not just to... It's just not, it's not just to, you know, oh, just, just, just love, just love. I get it. Yeah. The the majority is, yeah, there's a lot of love. Absolutely. But when pulpits aren't talking about sin, when pulpits are not talking about hell, when pulpits refuse to talk about subjects like homosexuality, when, when, when uh, sin, and I'm talking about everything. When pulpits refuse to talk about, hey, you, 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 you know, as a Christian, you shouldn't be sleeping around. As a Christian, you shouldn't be together with somebody that's an unbeliever. When you refuse to touch on these subjects because they're controversial or you're afraid that you might, you know, insult somebody. Can I remind you that the Bible is, it causes offense from the, from the very first, the very first verse. From the very first verse. I mean, <laughs> and, and, you know, why does it offend? Well, because men love darkness. That's why. Because men love darkness. 
In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Right there, someone's offended. You're not going to teach on that? Well, because, you know, there's people that don't believe God, so um, you're not going to preach on that? It starts with an offense to those that hate God and don't like righteousness. It starts with that. Folks, one thing you learn about me is this. I wasn't afraid on the streets. And I was willing to die for a stupid street gang. I was willing to do whatever it was for a street gang. And then... God saved me, redeemed me, washed me with his, with his precious blood, changed my heart and my life. And there's some elements of my past that still are there, used in the right direction. I wasn't afraid then. I'm not going to be afraid now. When you start messing with the church, you start telling me I can't go worship God and fellowship with brothers and sisters because you you deem it dangerous. I have a problem with that. Straight up. And I never cowered before. And I don't I don't plan to begin now. But to every Christian that's listening to this podcast, if your church is quiet, if your church is laxed, is scared, you're in the wrong church. Pray. Don't go just seeking out anything. Pray. Get before the Father. And it's very simple. Lord, this is what's going on in my life right now. This is how I feel. My pastor's quiet, doesn't want to say nothing about it. I ask for discernment. I ask that you lead me. And if there's a hidden agenda with these politicians, Lord, reveal that to me. Maybe that's the prayer that you need to pray. And you don't think the Holy Spirit is going to tell you exactly where to go, go um, fellowship in? Of course he will. This is his church. This is his bride. He looks after his bride. And he'll tell you. And you will find a church, because we still exist. You will find a church that is unwilling to kneel to anyone but Christ himself. You know what's going to start to happen? Underground churches. That's what's next. It's exactly what, 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 what they're leading to. I see it. I smell it. And guess what? Pastor, are you willing? Are you willing? If you're not willing, man, just do yourself a favor, man. Admit that you were never called 
or that this is not this is too much for you and and just simply hand the baton over to a pastor that has heart that's it and there's nothing wrong with admitting that you just don't have what it takes to lead so sit down pass the baton and just be part of the congregation and hopefully something will move inside of you other than you know being worried about losing congregants or losing tithes but it's important and there's nothing wrong man if you, if if you need to sit down there's nothing wrong Ain't no, nobody is going to looking look at you any different if anything they're going to look at you and say you know what at the very least at least he's allowing someone else to take that place. That's important. I don't want to bore you any further, but I hope you share this podcast. I hope that if you're listening right now, I'm going to publish it right now. You're going to have it on your radios. Or you're going to have it in, in your, in, you're going to be able to play it on your computer everywhere right now. As soon as this podcast is done, I'm putting it up in the air. And I hope that you share it. I hope that you share it from people to people. From friend to friend. Again, I'm not some superhero. I'm not like, you know, I'm not the Batman of Christianity. It's not who I am. But who I am is someone that's very highly concerned with these moves, these power moves that people think that we're just going to, you know, we don't see what's coming. With that said, thank you so much for listening, for tuning in, and sharing this podcast with your friends all over the place. Make this thing go all over the place. I don't know if somebody else, another pastor is uh, out there doing the same. I hope they are. I'm just Casey Diaz. And um, something something rotten is out out there. Something really rotten smells. It, it just smells really bad. It's not time to just put your mask on. It's time to do something. Amen. Love you guys. Thank you so much for your time. Remember to subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're already in YouTube. I'm going to put this on YouTube because it's better to just put it on the audio. And I don't have a film crew here this morning with me to, to do that. But make sure you go to the YouTube, subscribe, share those videos. And I'm going to, I'm going to be talking more about this as the days go by. I love you guys. Stay strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. And don't you dare kneel. To nothing but Jesus. To no one but Jesus, the Lord himself. Till the next time. See you soon.